0: It is lights out and away we go. Hello, racers. Welcome back to the Hard or Soft F1 Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Huff, joined as always by my Canadian co-host, RJ McCullough. We're back after a little bit of a break. I'm gonna just quickly tell you why it's been a little bit of a gap between our usual episode release time. We're pretty good about releasing an episode every single week, uh, but I'm not sure if I mentioned it. I actually think I might have mentioned it on the show. Uh I went to a family reunion. And of course, at said reunion, I caught the flu. And <laughs> the fl- I had my flu was uh, so severe that I was coughing so much. And I tore a muscle in my back. And also, it, it's either I guess it's a muscle spare or a muscle spasm, I guess you could call it. But yeah, incredible pain. <laughs> I can laugh about it now. But yeah, it was not very fun. I wasn't even like, it was so bad, I like couldn't even play video games, like I, so we have not really played much F1. It's just been a hell of a week, but thankfully, recovery and uh, <laughs> uh, medicine, thankfully, modern medicine is an amazing thing, but yeah, that caused us to have to take just a little bit of a break. Thankfully, RJ's been uh, very understanding with my medical issues. Grandpa's got a bad back, <laughs> but we're very glad to be back for episode 80 of the Harder Soft F1 podcast. And there's been quite a bit of news to come down the pipe since our last episode. I mean, our last episode was kind of the end of season, not a review, but sort of recapping post finale, I guess. Um, But I guess the last thing we mentioned uh, last week, we had discussed that we had started the Braun GP documentary. And I've managed to Watch all four long episodes <laughs> in that long span of time. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts on the documentary and what you thought sort of as like Keanu Reeves, the subject, the the flow of the documentary. Just what were your thoughts? Uh, I mean, overall,
1: I think it was really good. I enjoyed It's a great story. They had all the main people involved being interviewed or talking about it. Um, the footage and, and everything they got was really good. I think... Kind of ta- alluded to it earlier, but uh Keon Reeves was just—it was a little off-putting. Like he's a very good actor. He's, from all accounts, a good guy and a humanitarian. But he's not a good interviewer. He is a terrible interview interviewer. Like it was kind of a uh, little cringy at times. Like he'd just like be looking in a weird place or over dramatize every sentence. um Yeah, it was a little awkward at times. I don't know why they usually don't even show the person interviewing, but they always had like a a two shot. Like you could always see him asking the questions. Usually it's just like focused on the person being interviewed. But uh, yeah, aside from that, I mean, really cool story. There was a few things I didn't really know that were in there, like how close Rubens was to winning. I don't know if he would have won if he had that tire puncture. I think if he didn't have that tire puncture, I don't know about that uh i've been really down the math on the points because i don't know what the points were like back then because i think he would have won and jensen then would have finished sixth and i think he needed to finish fifth but i guess it yep. was past him already so maybe he would have finished second i don't know but uh yeah that was interesting and then i'd forgotten about the um uh what's his name <clears throat> the guy that's uh trying to trying to get his championship back oh felipe massa yeah i forgot about his uh that accident that happened that year where the pretty unlucky the was it a a pebble or a rock of some sort hit his helmet? And they showed the helmet, it was pretty fucked up. Yeah,
0: I think it was a piece of the Braun car actually, like oh, a okay. spring that had bounced oh, off the spring. Which yeah, it was, was spring. extra. Yeah, and they showed it was a just extra bad luck. Like, yeah, scary. I can't imagine. I mean, thank God for modern day helmets. I mean, if he had been, I think he said something like, if he had been wearing a helmet from two decades before he probably would be dead or not worse, but you know, he wouldn't be in the same condition he's in able to walk away with minimal damage. So yeah, that was yeah. scary.
1: Yeah. But to be his fellow countryman Rubens to be the one that obviously was not on purpose by any chance of the imagination, but just to be the one that's car, the piece came off of, like he felt ob- obviously he felt pretty awful about it. So pretty, uh, pretty interesting stuff. I mean, the year I, I guess I didn't realize a few things about like that they had the whole season before to kind of develop the car for the next season, and then they came out strong, and then everyone, especially Red Bull, started to really catch up. It was interesting to see all of the uh, a Christian Horner when he was younger. It was kind of interesting to see that, and uh, but all the people on Braun that have now like obviously Mercedes is the one that bought them and they turned into Mercedes, but like James Allison and. And all the, like, Andrew Stovlin or Soblin or whatever, how would you say it? Uh, there's just, like, a bunch of people throughout there. I was like, oh, shit. Um, they're still with Mercedes. or spread throughout uh, F1 now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was really, really cool.
0: What did you think of it? I completely agree with you about Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I mean, I like Keanu Reeves. Uh, it's just, there's just some, some of the scenes were just so, I mean, it, the first episode, to be fair, probably had, like, the most, like, cringiest moment where... Like I can't even say cringe. It's almost cringe for me for Keanu Reeves just because I don't know. It just didn't feel like it felt like they were trying to ham it up too much. Like Ross Braun recreating him walking into the boardroom and then them sitting down and then they're talking to Keanu Reeves and then they just conduct the interview like normal. They did that the whole time, like so many times where it's just Keanu. And they also I don't know if it was like the perspective of the camera, but he's like always sat like almost too close to them. Yeah, Like he could yeah. you could he could poke their face if he wanted to like way too close. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's learned. I mean, for sure, the story itself. I'm so glad that it's able to be told now, sort of. Now, with the knowledge that in the perspective of all these guys, uh, also, I don't know why before I watched the documentary, I thought Bernie Ecclestone had died. I thought he was not alive yeah. anymore, but he's still alive. <laughs> he's just not Is he? the owner of. I believe I so. He died, too. I, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> false reporting <laughs> by me, I guess. I could have sworn when I started that documentary, I was like, wait a minute. When did they film this? And then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, he's still alive. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it was very interesting. I mean, he is big time. I can say it because he's whole... still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we're not speaking ill of the dead no, yet. No. But... He's such a dick the entire time. He was. the uh usual. Yeah, that whole situation with him and I oh, forget that, the guy's yeah. name, but the other guy. Yeah, the, I didn't even know that the teams had threatened to form their own F1 league. I mean, mm-hmm. that whole dynamic of the documentary was so fascinating to me. I mean, anytime you're getting like a lot of behind the scenes video and you're getting a look into the past in F1. I mean, it's so, so that's why I recommend Senna and Schumacher on Netflix. Both of those are so, so good just because. At the very least, it's such a amazing piece of history that you're getting to just watch in really, really amazing quality. Uh, the same goes for this documentary as well, dude. I mean, if I had watched that season live, I think I would have, I think I would have personally wanted Rubens to win, but Jensen Button just came out of the gate so strong, uh, getting all those wins. I mean, you wouldn't have been the cool- for Seb? Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess I would definitely still love Red Bull. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> Red <Bull> over here. <laughs> I would uh if I had to choose though, I think I would just because I don't know, he, him coming back after, you know, not getting a win for so long, that was that was a great moment. My favorite moment in the documentary is when they're just going through Jensen's reign of just domination and it's still really early in the season and then it ends the episode I think or the or whatever the case and it says Jensen Button does not win another race <laughs> for the remainder of the season. My jaw dropped. I was like, "Holy shit!" I did not know yeah. that, and the, the he did win that by the skin of his teeth. I mean, mm-hmm. two more races on the calendar, and it would have gone to Lewis or yeah. unlikely Rubens, but probably Lewis. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. Or, or even if, uh, Jensen's said,
1: dad was pretty cool too. Like seeing him. Oh yes, up.
0: yeah, yeah. That was very cool. Mm-hmm. Shocked they have carding the video from that long ago. That's wild. I yeah.
1: That was pretty sweet, but yeah, the the relationship and everything like how his dad was pretty uh, hands off with him, but just supported him. He wasn't like a Yost Verstappen or even to an extent no. like Lewis's dad was pretty uh, like tough on him. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was nice to see. We have that a... parenting.
0: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's done. Uh, I was just gonna say, there's uh, I have some briefly to talk about involving Yos, Actually, I can go ahead and bring that up. Yeah, let's bring up that scumbag in <laughs> um, Karun Chandok. I don't know if he was like on the podcast. I just watched or read the the excerpt from the article. He said that in um, excuse me in Qatar or Qatar that he had a conversation with Verstappen and apparently after Sergio Perez won in Baku, that Max sort of had a breaking point almost and was beyond livid. And basically was just having a really hard time and said to his dad, I'm not gonna let him win another race the rest of the year. And he didn't. He beat him every race for the rest wow. of the season. So that's crazy. I mean, again, yes, like you said, he is an asshole, but I mean mm-hmm. that is the, the that is the son he raised. I mean one hundred percent. So it's just a little yeah. interesting excerpt about Max. <laughs> he's uh he's a savage, but
1: maybe things will change. Maybe, gotta pray.
0: It's possible.
1: Can't be. Can't be uh, any more spread than it was last year. I mean, it's almost a low point in our Formula One uh, <laughs> fandom. We need. We need it to be a little better. I think it will be. Oh yeah, I mean, obviously we're gonna think it is, but let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about something else. See what uh, see what you think of this one. Zach Brown claims that McLaren has the strongest driver pairing. Um, What do you, I'll let you
0: answer what you think before I say, gosh, that's tough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I think it's a bold thing to say. I think it's a team principal who's extremely confident in his racers. I mean, I, uh, uh, I'm going to say no, only because Even though their Lando and Oscar are two extremely talented drivers, I just don't – they did not work as a team well enough for me to say that they're the best driver pairing as far as working together as a team and as a pair. I would rate them very high, but not number one, I don't think. Yeah, no, me neither. I think –
1: well, I don't know. There's two things. Am I surprised that uh, Zach said this? No, not at all. Like, obviously, he's going to say this. I think it's like – I don't know. Unless there's a team I'm not thinking of, it's kind of a three-way tie somewhat between or three-way decision between McLaren, Mercedes, and Ferrari. Um, Max on his own is almost the best pairing in F1, but <laughs> Chaco drops that down, obviously. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's If you were to say like five years from now, they'll probably be the best pairing if they both stay at McLaren. But at the moment, I'd probably take Lewis and George or even... Charles and uh, oh my god, Charles and Carlos.
0: I'm
1: talking. <laughs> it's friends. been a few weeks, guys. It's been a few yeah. weeks. <laughs> yeah, names names aren't coming to the head today, um, <laughs> but yeah, in the top three, I don't think it's like an outlandish, crazy statement to make.
0: So I'm just looking something up. Sure. Yeah. I. I. I mean. Yeah. It's. Uh, if anything, it like. I, yeah. Like I said, it speaks to his confidence in his guys, and I, I mean McLaren. It seems like they're absolutely getting it together. They're, I mean, another team principal hasn't been with them, like, that long, but just the progress they made in 2023 alone, uh, I mean, where they're finished in the standings, their wind tunnel time, for sure, it's a possibility that they're going to come back even stronger next year. So they could be the best driver pairing next year. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and, like, I don't even think he was talking about best in terms of, like, getting points. I think he was just talking Mm -hmm. about, like, best in terms of talent yeah which if Oscar Piastri, that's what I mean in five years those two could be but not Absolutely. right now um what's the next Gunther Steiner Mr high I was trying to think of it if it's any sort of clutter segue but again, it didn't <laughs> come to the brain so he's expecting major driver moves at the beginning of 2024 oh sorry I thought this was at the end of 2024 so he's expecting it at the beginning because I was gonna say there's like, a billion contracts expiring in 2024. Sergio Perez, Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, Fernando Alonso, Esteban Ocon, Pierre Gasly, Alex Albon, Logan Sargent, Valtteri Bottas, Guan Zhu, Joe, sorry, Daniel Ricardo, Yuki Sonoda, Kevin Magnussen, and Nico Halkenberg. All of those guys expire at the end. But Gunther saying he's expecting moves at the beginning of 2024 is rather interesting. I think it's kind of a weird time to make a driver move. Maybe he means, mm-hmm. like, at the summer break or... I don't know like what do you think he meant by this and who do you think's on the proverbial hot seat?
0: I I think it could be I don't know if it was like the translation that messed up but I I think he might mean that we're going to hear about like for instance if Akon is getting signed this is just a complete guess if Akon is getting signed with Acid Martin they might drop that Very early in the next year, or our Nico Berg, Nico Berg, Jesus Christ, Nico Berg, (laughs) Nico Hoganberg to Audi or F1 team stake, Sauber, stake F1 team kick, Sauber, excuse Mm me. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But uh, yeah, I think he just means that because we're locked in at the start of 2024, but I mean, obviously, Sergio Perez's seat has been a huge talking point, but. As far as we know, he's going to be locked in that seat for the entirety of next year. Um I do think he's potentially insinuating that they're going to announce that Nico could be signed with Alfa Romeo. I'm not going to say the full name. For now, we're just going to say Alfa Romeo because we don't officially know the name yet. Um, Because that's been a big rumor that Nico is going to join the team in 2025, start development for when Audi fully takes over in 2026 because they have... Themselves said that they have a lot of interest in signing Nico Um, and Gunther himself said that he uh, in a weird tone shift from when they fired Mick Schumacher. Obviously, everybody remembers that um, he said that they're not opposed to signing a rookie in one of their seats in twenty twenty four. No, sorry. Twenty twenty five. Obviously not twenty twenty four, which when he said that I was just like. It's kind of weird because it seems like they've fully sworn off hiring rookies after, obviously taking Mick and Nikita in the same season, and it did not turn out well at all. <laughs> seems like mm-hmm. having Kevin and Nico is, even though they're still nowhere as a team, they're getting. I mean, pull for K Mag. I mean, these moments are not going. And Nico making it to Q three so many times, that's not going to happen, in with a rookie in Haas at least. How they've performed the last seven years at least. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about
1: that? I mean, yeah, I don't know if there's any good rookies, even. I don't mean to say good rookies, but like Theo Porcher, I don't know if he would go to Haas. I think if there's any like really hot up and coming guys, <laughs> really hot guys coming up, they wouldn't necessarily <laughs> want to go to Haas. I'm sorry to Haas, but it's not like oh, the best option out there on the grid. Not uh, at all. Seems as though. Like Nico got the most of it out of the car during qualifying, but they couldn't they just had no sustainability during the race. So I don't think the drivers, whether they're top of the pack or not, I don't think the drivers are really the issue over at Haas.
0: No. <laughs> I completely but agree.
1: There's yeah. It's gotta something else has gotta change if they're gonna get back in. And they have their they've had their moments over the last two years, but Never really anything more than a week or two here and there. So,
0: yeah, some excited or exciting moments sprinkled in just a disastrous couple of seasons.
1: Yeah, indeed, indeed. So, (laughs) we mentioned that uh, Zach Brown thinks that the McLaren has the strongest driver. Lando Norris was ranked third strongest driver. Now, you, where did you see this? And that was third ranked, like over the course of this past season. Or yes. third ranked on the grid.
0: So third ranked for the performance of 2023. So basically, okay. I think the I can pull it up. I'm gonna be looking off camera just for a second as I pull it up. Yeah. But they sort of pulled up, not pulled up, they ranked every single driver. And I think they were like releasing like a driver a day or something like that. They were like the the whole list didn't come out at once, at least. And S- S- yep, another sort of big another sort of big talking point was that Sergio Perez was actually ranked the worst driver just which i, I, I thought was lo- right i mean that was my first thought but then he they won races it, it's the article is from racefans.net okay so, so
1: relatively reputable um, yeah so i would guess max number 1 yep lewis number 2 no fernando alonso number 2 correct and then then lando lando ahead of lewis well yes
0: i mean i don't have just, the full list in front of me i'm trying to pull team. it up you're dude you're not you're going to dislike this even more leclerc is fourth so lewis hamilton i, I need to find out where I take he back what I said
1: about the reputation or the reputability if that's the word about race <laughs> fans <laughs> right. it's a
0: bullshit website
1: yeah no longer <laughs> checking that website for
0: <clears throat> stories I'm, I wish I could see the full list. They post individual articles for. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, Lewis Hamilton is fifth, so not too far off. He's at least in the top five. But then you've got Alexander Albon. I mean, that's, right, exactly. No, you know, you you are you speak your truth, sir. <laughs> I completely spoken. agree with you. <laughs> I, I I mean, I feel like Lewis. Honestly, the only negative I can think of Lewis is when he tapped into George, but that's arguably not even Lewis's fault. So I think fifth place rating Lando over Lewis is crazy to me. If Lewis, if Lewis had taken P2 from Checo, he would have been rated the second best driver of all. I mean, not even not of all time. Sorry, of the season. (laughs) I'm getting ahead of myself. He, I think he's already
1: up there, maybe second best of all time, arguably first. I would, honest,
0: I rate Lewis as the greatest of all time, personally. Yeah, hmm. not Max. <laughs> uh. No, Max is not the greatest of all time yet. Do I think he could reach? Greatest, uh, he could be in no? the argument. Yeah. No, definitely not. I mean, not Schu- the Schumacher. The, I'm not going to debate Schumacher and Lewis, but there's. You cannot call not call Lewis the goat, even if you don't like Mercedes. Agreed. I know right. you do. <laughs> yeah, <I don't laughs> think I'm saving
1: on, on that anymore. <laughs> Something I do not like, though. Smooth transition is the new, arguably the worst team name in F one history. And I just a few minutes ago, I was looking up worst team names in F one history because I was wanting to say. Okay, it's not as bad as blank. And the worst one I could find, none of them are that bad, is Zack Speed. Z or Z, as you say. A-K-S-P-E-D. E-E-D. So, Zack Speed is uh, the worst one I could come up with. I think this new one is worse. It is Steak F1 Team Kick Sauber. (laughs) Now, I assume they'll just go by Sauber. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, wow! Is that the worst team name of all time? That's that is what Alfa Romeo has switched to.
0: The Zaxby, Zach Speed, Zack Speed, S-P-E-D. oh, Zach Speed. Okay, yeah, they should have been sponsored by Zaxby's. Zaxby's that would have been a match made been, in heaven. Oh I like God. that name more than steak F one Team Kick Sauber. I mean, yeah, it's just Magic it Crofty, just saying that. Coming around the first corner, Steak F1 Team Kicks Sauber. Valtteri pots in the Steak F1 Team Kicks Sauber. It's oh. like, oh, my God. <laughs> Not good. And they even they put out a press release because so many people were talking about the name and kind of how ridiculous it is. And they alluded to basically saying, hey, this isn't necessarily the final name. And some people are taking that as it could be longer. But to me, <laughs> I'm thinking they might shorten it just a little bit. Right. I don't know what is kick i think they're going to change it to steak s
1: s t k sauber or s k sauber but i guess whoever steak is and whoever kick is they probably paid a ton of money to have their name on it so yeah i don't think i guess i instantly retract my statement again i guess they can't really do that (laughs) so i don't know if they just word it differently team team steak team kick steak (laughs) i don't know (laughs) that sounds like something on a menu at like yeah, Montana we're going to get
0: the different. Team Kickstake. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Team Kickstake. <laughs> yeah. We need to get an all in there. Yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully, actually, def- I, I believe they're putting out oh, – I wait, Monday is Christmas, so I don't know if they're doing it Monday. But allegedly, we should hear soon, unlike Alpha AlphaTauri, because allegedly they're not going to be revealing the name of that until January. So we got a little bit of a wait for that. Yeah. Apparently, Racing Bulls is on the top of the contending list still. Racing Bulls. <laughs> yes, Bulls. From bulls. Bull to
1: Racing Bulls.
0: Is um, that the plural of I've... Bull?
1: Bulls? I think I went over this last week. but
0: I, I, You might have, but I don't remember. I don't know. It has bull like goose. I guess look Chicago at all those, Bulls. Look at all those bulls. It is, maybe. Oh, yeah, you're right. The Chicago Bulls. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not. Look at all those bulls. <laughs> yeah. Look at that bull! Run. Uh, we're gonna go run with the bull. Yeah, <laughs> that just makes me think uh, of a group of people running with grass. one bull. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, we're gonna put that to the test because I'm gonna. Wa- I want you to guess what you think is the top three. I've got okay. the top ten most wins in Formula One by nation. So I've got the top ten. I'm gonna. I'll run through them at the end, but. Obviously all drivers come from different nationalities. Uh oh, yeah. these this is can <laughs> Yeah. You might think they're all from a certain country, which may or might not, may or may not be number one, but you might be wrong. What do you think okay. is the top three nations that have had Formula One wins? All right.
1: Well, Formula One is a sport of dominance. So I'm gonna go by who I think has the most wins individually, which aside from there's like Lewis, Schumacher. Battle has a lot of wins and Max, but not a lot of. So I'm going to say Germany.
0: That's one of your top three. Yeah,
1: Germany is one of the top three. Okay. Uh, it's Britain, not number one. Okay, Britain slash UK, whatever England it falls under. Correct. Uh, and number three. Brazil.
0: You got all three. Look at you. Do mm-hmm. you want to go for the uh, the top? The The other fourth and fifth are very difficult. No, thanks. I'll stop right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go three for three. That's impressive. Yes. The United Kingdom, staggeringly, 308 wins. Believe it or not, over 100 of those are from one guy. He's pretty cool. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> Number two, Germany with 179. Uh, another German fella got a lot of those wins, but not near 100. I'll tell you that. And then number three, Brazil with just over 100, 101, followed by France with 81, then Finland, 57. Then we got Maxi Boy. He's got most of these. The Netherlands with 54, Italy, 43, Australia, 43, Austria with 41. And then lastly, Argentina with 38. So all I'm seeing is that our countries need to kick it up a notch. And I'm counting Mexico. Our whole continent needs to step it up now. If you were to set, look at that list, maybe,
1: I don't know how far it goes down, but if you were to look at Canada versus America, who, I wonder who has more. You definitely,
0: Canada definitely is whooping yeah, America's of ass.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah, the Villeneuve's have done a lot. Jill
0: and Jacques. Yeah, some Canadian legends right there. Yeah, I love weird. Jacques Villeneuve. <laughs> yeah. Weird hair guy, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, the right-
1: goodness. With right Yeah. <sighs>
0: What do we got see. Next? Oh no. Yeah. Bahrain. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, yes. Uh I don't know if this was something that was very recently done or if this happened sometime over the course of the season, but McLaren sold, I think they now have sold 50% of the stake in their company to Bahrain investors. I added investors in the article itself, it just said to Bahrain. So I don't know if it's like people that are like representatives the of, of the Bahrain. country. <laughs> yeah, the country of Bahrain owns yeah, half man. of McLaren. So, which uh, nothing's changing. Obviously, Zach Brown, I don't think they're keen on getting rid of him anytime soon or the drivers. And I don't think the actual management is changing at all because they so se- I think they're selling like just enough to where they still have majority stake. Um, but yeah, uh, whether you think it's a good thing or not, the Middle East has a big foot in F1, a big one.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'd be interested to see what type of investors this is. If it's sort of like, uh, like the Saudi PIF fund, then I would be interested. If it's just an individual, kind of the same, same line we've taken in general with the all the Middle Eastern investment. Where if it's just like an individual or you know, a company that has is just you know out there making money. Mm-hmm. So wants to sponsor, then absolutely be my guest. But if it's some sort of uh comes from a bad place, then we'd lo- like to keep that out of F1 as much as possible. It seems kind of inevitable at this point, but it's yeah, it's kind of a, becoming an issue PGA, within, in all of sports. FIFA, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> F1, so many sports got yeah. a lot of corruption, unfortunately. We need a, we need a guy like VJ Malay, we need him to come back, or we need somebody, a character like that. Lawrence Stroll doesn't do it for me. <laughs> we need a bigger character, someone who has DJ. more pride in his team. Oh, he okay. was the racing or Wasn't Force him? India. Okay.
1: Yeah, he, he was in I know the early one guy season that got to like to survive. Arrested for like fraud or something, but that's him. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, him. that's what we need. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or bring that guy the that sponsored Haas <laughs> with the fake energy drink. Remember that
0: guy? Oh God, Rich Energy, yes, yeah, Rich Energy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that guy's Christ.
1: scamming, scammed like a bunch of other people but a bunch of things. So
0: he's, he's still after going, Ryan no, Reynolds. Still going.
1: That pops up like once a year. Like Rich Energy invests in bank. The year later, Rich Energy <laughs> declares bankruptcy. Everybody's like, "No, don't company. do it." Yeah,
0: but good old us—they'll <laughs> take that money. They'll take it from anyone, yeah. except Russians now.
1: Right, that's correct. No um, more <laughs> Russians. <laughs> Good news though, we have some team launch dates. This is, becomes a big, a big talking point over the season or the off season, and then once the season starts, I guess it really doesn't matter that much. But it is something to highly anticipate during the off season. Not gonna lie, I got I get pretty hyped for it. Some of the the uh, the production of the reveals are comically bad sometimes. Oh yeah. But we have two teams that have announced their uh, livery launch dates, as far as we know. Williams February fifth and Ferrari February thirteenth. So. Less than two months away, not too bad. I'm excited. I
0: think Williams are going to be one of the earlier teams.
1: When is? Let's see. Let's see when Bahrain testing is in 2024. Bahrain testing F1 2024. Come on, Dan. Ooh. February 21st to 23rd is when the Bahrain testing is. So. Ooh. Not that. So just
0: over a week for Ferrari. It's a little mm-hmm. close, but. I'm yeah, that's I hate, good that's
1: not too far away. I thought it was, I guess the first race will be like beginning of March, but Hey,
0: yeah, pretty short off
1: season considering how much they have to travel during
0: the year. Big time. I mean, okay. they're already hard at work on the next car.
1: <laughs> They've mm-hmm.
0: got less than three months from right, or not even like less than two months, basically to have a ready car <laughs> to, or to at least have something to show people way less mm-hmm. than two months. Uh, yeah. yeah there's <laughs> I do envy of the engineers.
1: Yeah, I know. I agree. (laughs) There's been a lot of rumors about... This always happens at the off-season, so you have to take it with a grain of salt, but Ferrari basically changing 95% of their car for next year. Mercedes apparently having uh, good results in the simulator with their new uh, concept, I guess you could say, for 2024. But they also said that going into 2022 with the no side pods and obviously did not translate from the simulator to the track. So... We shall see, but all we can hope for, because the Red Bull is also making going to make advances going into next year as well. So all we can hope for is oh. at least one of Mercedes, McLaren, or Ferrari. I, was gonna say, I mean, maybe Aston Martin, but probably not as likely as the other ones. As long as at least one of those teams gets closer, significantly closer to Red Bull, we got something to look forward to. So
0: absolutely I think
1: this will probably be well it will be our last episode before Christmas so Merry Christmas Happy Holidays to everyone out there we will be back next I assume it'll be next week you never know unless something comes up but we're gonna break my neck yeah I was gonna (laughs) say unless Adrian something happens with Adrian but I didn't want to put that on you yeah we're gonna do our season review next we're gonna record it sometime this week or next week put it out for you guys so look forward to that any last comments Mr. Adrian Huff?
0: um just excited for the race review the full race or sorry the full season, season recap review. we're yeah. going to be giving out awards for certain categories uh we're going to be giving certain top 3 we're going to just we're doing the whole thing you guys so make sure yeah, you tune we'll go in over next our week
1: predictions and how bad they were oh yes and then cuz we have our we will- entire grid of predictions <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and then we're gonna recap we're gonna do the final score for our fantasy teams as well uh-huh. which we full-on gave up with halfway through this past season because max just blew it out of the water and it was just over so yeah. we'll give you the final imagine scores someone on that had a chance well. to pick max first and didn't do it <laughs> i know imagine a, imagine how that max fan feels now yeah real <laughs> god fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've bought me all my most of my merch for him. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: trying to get a little more animosity going here, but you won't take the bait. <laughs> I'm too nice
0: of a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like I don't like fighting. <laughs> I don't fun. I don't want to argue. I don't uh, want to argue. Right. <laughs>
1: well, make sure to look at check out our TikTok and everything. If you want to support the podcast, we do have a sponsor. I'm not going to go through that read right now, but one of, of and I will be posting Uh, Pretty much like a walkthrough of how to support the podcast um, through our sponsor. And, yeah, as we said, we'll be back with the season review. I think that is all I have to say. I mean, Adrian, want to send us off?
0: I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. And we'll see you next week.